Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who hates, hates, hates. In fact, he can't even do it. Take off his mask. Frank, how are you today? <laughs> I was like, what do I hate that much? Wow. Uh, hi, bud. Yeah, no, you'll I, never see my face. Um, I, I could, If we were talking about Hook, I would have gone, hate, hate, hate Peter Pan. Mm. But but we're not talking about Hook. So no, we that would have been a waste reference. But if we ever do, we're going back to that. Have gonna we, remember. We've done Hook, right? We, we had to have done Hook. Are you sure we haven't? Really? Sure. Nope. Mm-mm. Hmm. Nope. Add that to the pile of topics. Best Spielberg movie of all time. Steak Ooh, whoa. No. <laughs> whoa. It's, coming in it's, hot in 2020. All right. Yeah. No. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh my God, Frank. Is this our first episode of the Roaring Twenties? No. 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 Wait. No. Okay. It's we, not. We we have. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the first one we're recording in in the Roaring Twenties, I guess. But that counts. Doing uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, but no, roaring twenties. Roaring twenties. What? What? Yeah, I see that you're wearing your three piece suit and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're I'm not drinking bootleg liquor and and everything else. No, we talked about is... Doomsday Clock. Uh, was our first episode of 2020. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. But this is our first I... time recording in 2020. So, oh, that's very exciting. Um, here's the thing: not enough people are wearing fedoras yet. It's 19. 19- I... It's 2020. Where are the fedoras? You know what? We need fedoras. We need wider, wider ties, wider yes. neckties. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what we need. If That's fedoras the only way. don't make a comeback in the new 20s, I'm gonna be upset. Okay. Well, don't make men wear don't make too men upset, wearing friends. hats. Men wearing hats. Men wearing hats. I, I think it's the classy thing to do. I think so too. I mean, yep. not everybody even has to worry about smushing up their hair if that's what you're worried about. I don't have to worry about that. So yeah, Frank I doesn't am. have to worry about that at all. I'm free and clear. Exactly. It's not like he wears a beard hat, you know. It's no. not a no. Those won't be popular till the twenty forties, at least. Twenty forties, where everything is reversed because it's twenty uh, years after the roaring twenties. We <laughs> wear hats in our beards, ironically. Uh, this took a weird turn, um, yeah. and we're never going to take them off because this is the way. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, Frank, boy. what are you? What are you, what are you drinking? Uh, I hope you haven't had a lot of it. uh, Not yet, but I'm about to. Um, (laughs) uh, I am enjoying a St. Bernardus Abbey Ale. It's one of my very favorite. It's a Belgian Belgian ale brewed by monks, uh, uh, Trappists, uh, as, as all the best beers are. Absolutely. It's, it's the one you've probably seen it if you've if you have like a, you know, a liquor store that has a good international uh, selection of beers, but it's the one with the smiling monk on it. 
and uh, it is just about the finest beer I think you can find. It's 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 way way up there in my book. Wow, it's really so, that high on your list. Really, I love it. I love it. Yep, Saint Bernardist ABT twelve. Um, wow. Yeah, fine. If you see it, buy it. It's great. Wow, that's solid. Good for you. Good on you, Frank. Uh, that's a good one. I am drinking an American classic. In fact, it's America's oldest brew, the Yingling traditional lager. Classic um, indeed. The, a classic. I think I'm, I had it recently. Yes, don't I remember think you, when. I believe you did. Yeah, well, that's they're in my fridge. So you know what? There you go. Y'all can deal. Yeah, man. I got more seasonal ones coming up, baby. Love it, but not right now. But man, it is good. I know it's like not a big deal for everybody who's had it for literally hundreds of years but you know we haven't up here and it's delicious i know i know i do i do love it i really really do what is a yingling frank uh it's a little yingle of course oh of course it's, it's just yeah. it's a yingle but smaller anakin you've been <laughs> you, you killed yinglings. you killed li- you, you you killed yinglings <laughs> <laughs> oh man that shouldn't be as amusing as it is no, it is though. It's good <laughs> it is, though. It is. You know what actually didn't have really a right to be as amusing as it was? The Mandalorian, Frank. Mm. Like what a what a time that was. Okay. So so what were your expectations set at? Like at what level were you expecting this show? Like I was, I was at like a six. I was six, expecting... yeah, six, six out of seventy. Yeah, I was, no, I was, just, no. <laughs> I was at like it'll be okay. It'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. It's Dave Filoni and John Favreau. It can't be bad, but it'll be okay. Yeah, six out of ten. I was pretty like excited for everything that I saw. But here's the thing: I have this thing in my brain that says you don't care about star wars unless it involves the jedi oh okay so that was your that was kind of your hang up going into it sort of and but that's actually not true because i enjoy all of star wars like literally all of it but but you might think you only like it when there's jedi involved exactly i think i only like it when jedi is involved and the like rogue one proved me wrong sure solo proved me wrong you know, um, arguably other things in Star Wars proved me wrong. Um, Star Wars pod racing, the game for PS1, proved me wrong. Oh, man, that game. Whew. That game was the best. Great game. Mm-hmm. So fun. So so it's a, it's a hang-up I don't actually have, but I continue to think I have it. Yeah, yeah. And and I applied that into the Mandalorian, and wooey was I gl- I was so glad that I was wrong. I did not think I was going to really love a a show that was just about a bounty hunter. I just couldn't really see how because I don't care about the bounty hunters that much. I'm not. Mm-hmm. That, I've never been that captivated by that piece of lore. I've never been that captivated by Boba Fett. You know, like, never. I've never have sort of I been like, captivated. Boba Fett like maybe looked cool, and and maybe the, like the the, o, the original trilogy generation was really excited about him. Because he looked cool, and they were like excited for him to be in these movies, and then like he kind of didn't do much. Like, like I've always just sort of felt like Boba Fett's cool, but like to a point. Who is the who looking cool but does nothing character of the prequel trilogy? Is it Dexter Jetser? Dexter, is he the is he the is he the the equivalent of Boba Fett? He wasn't hyped in the same way though. Like there was no big hype around. you mean the guy from the diner, the alien from the yeah, diner? Yeah, that's Dexter. I, yeah. I don't think that like, yeah. Boba Fett was no, kind of he was not hyped the same advance, way. and I don't feel like that really happened with Dexter. Like, no, I, no, I, I'm just kidding. That's a, you're taking that question very oh, seriously. Sorry, I thought you were being serious. Joke. Yeah, no, but there of is one Dexter for the Jetser wasn't the there, anyway. There is one for the sequel trilogy though. 
Do you remember before yeah, the Captain first... Fa- Captain Phasma? Oh, you is know that... what? Oh, that's a that's actually a much better answer than what I was thinking. Yes. Oh, what were you going to say? Yes, I was thinking something way more obscure. Um, but Captain Phasma is actually the correct answer, so I, I will I will absolutely sign up to that. Oh, but now I want to know your I, like. My, my answer was going to be um, before the Force Awakens came out. Uh, one of the toys that was put out there was Constable Zuvio. And what th- it was like they had they had a Luke Skywalker figure they had a you know Phasma figure they had all these figures no Ray and then Constable Zuvio and everyone was like well I guess this Constable Zuvio guy is going to be a big deal he's in the background of a scene Constable oh yeah yeah you so, can get toys of him and everything you can still get them because they sold so poorly they're still swinging from the pegs at I know your I local actually, Walmart um honestly just saw one the other day and yep. and by the other day I mean like yesterday yeah I was yeah. In a, the, and I was like, Hasbro, like I looked at it and said I don't know who this is Hasbro made way too many of them and and You're, they didn't you, make a Ray figure Do you remember that there was a whole like hashtag uh-huh. where's Ray yep. um because they thought for some reason no one was gonna want the girl uh, even though she was the Main Awful. character of the film, they were like, "She's a girl." They was going, "Sure, where's the boys?" Listen, um, you're talking to the guy that owns an Admiral Piet action figure. Wow, and and I know he's super cool. He's he's got a little hat and it comes off and it's awesome. <laughs> um, thank you, Lord Vader. <laughs> um, oh, but man. but uh, yeah, not getting Constable whatever the heck is Zuvio. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Zuvio. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep, Coincidentally, yep, yep. the Ray figure, her face, terrible because they rushed it. Like the oh, original really? Ray yeah. figure on Force Awakens, terrible, no good. Bummer. Uh, but bummer, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, that's a really good one. That's almost like f- hyping up like Bib Fortuna or yes, or something like that. Even but, he has more to do. But but uh, you're right though that Phasma is definitely the more of the Boba Fett. Like super hyped up, looked super cool, and then they did just kind of yeah, didn't really yeah. know what to do with them. I really don't think there is a character like that in. There's not really a character like that in the prequels because you so much. you could you could argue it's Maul, but it's not because he's effective and does something right, and then he has lingered in the you know afterwards. Uh, you could argue it's Jango Fett, but he does something. Yeah. And then no, you I, could... don't, I don't really know that the prequels really had that. I mean, maybe maybe there's a Hasbro toy that was like over overblown like this, like like Zuvio, but not that I remember. Not that I remember being Zuvio. Zuvio. There's a toy been on my mind all the time. Zuvio. All right. Anyway, that's. That song didn't exist, and that's why Hasbro didn't sell those that's toys. Why. That's why. You, they they should have gotten Phil Collins to You need to change studio, companies. But mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway, Mandalorian did not have this problem. It's the opposite. It's you thought. I thought it was going to be okay. I was prepared to be like whelmed, and it was. I thought it'd be like a six. It's like a solid nine. Mm-hmm. I would. Yes, I think sometimes it's. We'll talk about it, but I think sometimes it's. Its flaws are so minuscule. That it bumps it from an eight to a nine, not quite perfect because there are no Jedi. But <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll talk about it. So anyway, uh, I think 
it entranced me because it leaned into Star Wars Western roots. Yeah. Right. Like hardcore lean into them. And I'm not really a, a, a huge Western guy. Um, like it has to be the right mix of story and charisma, I guess, to really to really interest me. And and Mandalorian is that kind of exact blend that I want. He's the lone gunman. He's the outsider. It's like he never takes off his hat or like the sure. lone ranger. He never takes off his, off his mask or I think the, is it the lone ranger never takes yeah. off his mask. Yes. Right. Yep. So it's like, you know, that style. But then he's like, got to protect the got to protect the kid. And, yeah. You know, hop from town to town, having adventures. But also, yeah, it's just it really, really works. And it, it crafts some memorable characters, which is impressive for for how much screen time many of them have yeah absolutely absolutely yeah the, the, the there is a there is a good stable of characters on this show i mean obviously chiefly mando himself and baby yoda but but like there is a stable of of really solid characters throughout this show and i'm like really really deeply impressed by it like i i really did not but like you got you got grief carga who's like becomes a much more important character than i think we we thought he would be throughout the carl weathers character um mm-hmm. ends up being a very important character um i met carl and, weathers a couple of years ago did you really that's cool mm-hmm. yeah he was at he was at a convention he is super nice mm. like you know, if you think he's cool and nice, he's cool and nice. nice. It was kind of like meeting, I don't know, somebody cool and nice that we met. Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. was cool and nice. He was just he was he was nice and grateful, and you like want to be him. And Carl Weathers was kind of like that. Nice. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I like. I love hearing that. I yeah. love to know that. Uh, I like that. I but I mean like uh, Carl Weathers uh, or his character is a great example of that. Um, uh, Werner. Herzog, Werner Herzog, the client, the client. I I want a whole show about him. He know, was great. Right? He was so entrancing, and I'm like, oh, no wonder I like your documentaries. I know, like, I know. And that's yeah, just your was, voice. He was captivating mm-hmm. and sinister, and, and like, sinister. He was good. I know. And the the what's what's kind of a bummer about it is is that you know spoilers for the all of the mandalorian you know and stuff but so he, he dies right which is which is cool and stuff i guess but i'm like man that's i really wanted more werner herzog I werner know. herzog i know i know i was i was bummed for exactly that reason i wanted more of him and and that was clearly the end i mean unless we go to f- like flashbacks or something um, we're probably not getting any more of. Him. I mean, that's probably all the time he was willing to give or able to give anyway, because mm-hmm. he's kind of high profile, you know. But um, but I'm I'm I loved that character, and they left me wanting more, which is kind of where you want to be left. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to overstay your welcome. You, exactly. You want to head out into the sunset or into the cantina or whatever. <laughs> the twin sunset. Right. And I feel that way about a lot. Like IG Eleven, I felt that way. Oh, like I got yeah. I got just the right amount of IG eleven. I am an asteroid. I don't know what you're talking about. You know that that was that was good. It was cool. I, I didn't really consider this. So you see IG eighty eight in Empire Strikes Back, and you see him with like Bosk and like all these different bounty Boba Fett, all these different bounty hunters, and um, you never really consider how the droid would fight, like what that would look like. 
and why yeah. that skinny little thing would matter. But this rotation thing it had going on was so cool. So cool. So, so fun. So fun. Uh, tons of nods to Star Wars, it, like random Star Wars yes. over across the Mandalorian, right? Because like even so um, Mando's gun, his like big magnet looking gun was the same gun that Boba Fett carries in the droids TV show. Which is fun. That's but then also it disintegrates people. And so when I, I feel like that's like when Vader turns to Boba Fett, he's like, no, no disintegration. disintegration. <laughs> oh, wow. That just clicked for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. That's that's real fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, this had so much like. It sense of like high adventure and at times whimsy and at at, at you know it, you mentioned that it has the sort of frontier western aspect to it but it also had plenty of the, like akira kurosawa references uh, uh, oh, influences sure. mm-hmm. there was that whole episode where he taught the village how to fight and they fought the atst which was yep. by was... the way the first time an atst looked actually scary and menacing i the agree. red eyes man i agree oh. that was um Bryce Dallas Howard's yes, she directed directorial. That she's responsible for for Baby Yoda sipping. Like she's responsible for that. Yes, you're absolutely right. She is. Oh, that's her. Good that's on her. her episode. Yep. Good on her. Yep. But, but what that, I was going to say about that episode is that's a direct adaptation of the Hidden Fortress. Like that's the story. Wow. That's the plot of the Hidden Fortress. It is. Right, I'm an like, idiot. Isn't that oh, cool though? Like they, they did an adaptation awesome. of it, like which is obviously a big influence on George Lucas in in doing A New Hope. Yeah, um, Seven Samurai, Hidden Fortress. Like those are the movies, right? Yeah. Wow, that's great. Right. See, see now here is the thing: Does Mando work as just a show for non fans? I mean, like we're fans, so we can be like, yes. Yeah, freaking great like it was built for me non-fans you know? i mean and maybe like non-hardcore fans casual fans like you have to have seen some of the movies i think for it to matter to you um yeah some of the movies at least right i mean maybe you don't need to have dissected them the way we have but i think you need to have seen them at least casually and to understand and care and be bought into that world i think you have to have a working understanding of the empire at the least empire, you know? yeah yeah just sort of basic broad strokes yeah, I think if even, you've seen the original trilogy once, you're probably good. Yep. It, yes, I think you could do it without the prequels, but prequels certainly add a, a layer because of, you know, because of Mando's backstory. You know, yes. Village is taken out by battle droids. Droids, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and that's paralleled nicely with Baby Yoda, which is really sure. nice. Like, the man, you know, the Mandalorian save him, so he, the Mandalorian, saves the baby. There's, like, I think that's the show pretend I, the show in a weird way almost like pretends it's not deep because it's like hey it's star wars but there's a lot there's a lot happening all the time there's a lot the happening time. on multiple levels and that that i guess it was the finale um where they showed the parallels of they, they basically showed us what how what mando's backstory was how he mm-hmm. became a foundling and all of that and they actually, you know, they've been showing us glimpses throughout the season, but in that final episode, they finally showed it to us, and it became crystal clear, if it wasn't already, that he's paying forward what happened to him. He's paying it forward to Baby Yoda. 
which is a nice message. Such a cool message. Yeah. And and such and such beautiful execution. Like there was no dialogue as they showed us that. Like it was just you just watched that happen sort of silently and um it was it was fantastic. Like it there are there are late, and so I feel like that's going to give it more rewatch value going back and mm-hmm. seeing how he I mean even even like the shot of him like sticking out his finger to baby Yoda at the end of the first episode is mirrored in that in that finale. Um, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's there's mm-hmm. lots of little moments like that. So I think there's going to be a lot of things that will you know have just more resonance when you watch it a second and third time through, which I kind of hope to do before it comes back. Um, yeah, my my um my wife was uh, uninterested in watching it. She's like, if it's not the main movies, I don't care. Sure, like kind of Star Wars fan, and uh, so um so I said, yeah, that's fine. I'll watch it on my own. So you know, not a big deal. Sure, and I did. And through the entire course of the show, everyone we ran into was like, "Do you guys watch the Mandalorian? Do you watch the Mandalorian? Do you watch the Mandalorian? Do you watch the Mandalorian?" And I was like, "Yes, yes." And so I would talk about it with these people and. Like she wouldn't because she doesn't watch it. And so one day she was like, I think we should watch The Mandalorian. I was like, Yes. 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 Peer pressure. That didn't I didn't even involve me. It's just a baby Yoda. Everyone like the world talking about baby Yoda and um and everyone like just like, Do you watch it? Do you watch it? Do you watch it? I was like, Yes, cultural zeitgeist, let's watch it. So I, I hope to rewatch it soon. That's um, great. That's mm-hmm. great. Love that. I love, yep. love, love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I could not, I could not say enough good things about this show, like all the way through. I, I think that it just, it, it, it captures what makes Star Wars special in a way that I think the films have at times struggled to do. I think in a way that Rogue One did really nicely, actually. Um, mm-hmm. it just, there are certain intangibles and it's sort of that, that, that mix of like Eastern and Western influences of, of um, there's a little bit of cowboy, there's a little bit of fantasy, there's a little bit of sci-fi. Obviously, there's a little bit of all these things, but it's like there's a, there's a secret sauce. There's a special, um, you know, blend of of these twelve herbs and spices that makes it just right. Get got to get the proportions just right. And they, I think that honestly, I think Dave Filoni knows the recipe. I and, agree, and, and I think John Favreau absolutely is a driving force. I mean, he's the he's. He's the showrunner. He's the showrunner. Right. But I think that Dave Filoni is such an important ingredient in all of this, like because he sat at the knee of of Lucas for so long in creating the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think he has an understanding like probably no one else does other than George himself as to what makes Star Wars tick. I agree. Because if you stack up these episodes, the Filoni's are probably the best if you're looking for what makes Star Wars Star Wars? And I think Deborah Chow's are the next yes. right after that. Yes. She, she gets Star Wars. She actually, I think I might have even enjoyed her episodes more than Filoni's. And that's uh, saying it, the something. The ones she directed. Yeah. I, actually, I think I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I, I think so, too. I think that his behind-the-scenes influence can't be overlooked. But I agree with you. I think Deborah Chow's episodes she directed were fantastic which bodes so well for the obi-wan series that she's going to be show running yes exactly exactly which was the point i wanted to get to so i'm glad that you i'm glad that you mentioned it um he coming forward like moving forward in mandalorian you know we're in the season two you know we're 
hopping around planets like, you know, uh, Mando holding up Baby Yoda to different alien species that are green and being like, you guys? No. Okay. <laughs> Get back in the show. You Rudians? guys? No. Okay. No. 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 Gamora? No. 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 Okay. No. Um, because, like, well, well, Favreau tweeted out that um, um, maquette of, like, the super trim Gamorrean. Did you see that? Oh, you know, the, yes, the I more, did. Like, yeah, the pig, like the pig alien, week, right? the guard. Yeah, yeah, last one a couple weeks ago. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, and, like, normal people are like, well, I don't understand. But I'm like, he's super muscular. That's not, that's new. I don't know. Like, that's uh, that's Star Wars, baby. Take the old <laughs> and give me something new. And uh, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see what's coming. I liked that we saw pedro pascal's face in the final episode i honestly was dreading that moment i was like no it's gonna kind of ruin the fun mystique of you know not seeing him you know like it's almost like judge dread that way like he never takes off the helmet oh yeah but i adore pedro pascal he's a wonderful actor and uh i think that moment really worked in humanizing him because he, like he's lying there dying and all this different stuff and maybe we sh- in that moment maybe we should get to know the man and not the DeLorean um <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah that was a big old long setup for that joke <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know how I, no I haven't heard that yet how has nobody made that joke yet <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh uh, no. Oh uh, no. goodness. Whew. Um but yeah, uh, I did I did like see I I liked um <clears throat> I liked that they had him take off the helmet and the way they did it, right? Cuz IG11's not a person, so it's fine to take it off. Also though, I'm also like it's like your doctor, man. Like take your helmet like, you know, we take our clothes off in front of our doctors and don't think twice about it. Like, just come but, on. Yeah, but we don't have a code that yeah, says never take I off your clothes. I guess. In front of, you know. Well, I guess maybe we have an unwritten code that says never do. take off your clothes in front of people. Yeah. I, you know, but I mean, but even then that would say like extend to like your just wife like a medical or your husband. Exception. Or, a medical yeah. exception is, is you know, seems reasonable to me. But, but that's, I guess, how far the code goes and how, how devoted they are to it that they're like, nope. Even under penalty of death, do never never take off the mask. That's so the code. I, the code. This is the way. Um. So a couple of questions, because uh, we're kind of nearing the end of our episode run here. So yes, I have sir. several questions. One, uh, um, how do you feel about uh, Gina's character? Can't remember her Gina name. Gina Carano's character. Yeah. Um. I really like that character. Actually, she grew on Kara. Kara Dune. Kara, thank you. Kara Dune. She grew on me because at first I was sort of like, okay, like, I didn't know if she would be sticking around or whatever, so I just sort of thought of her as sort of generic, uh, uh, you know, tough, like like you know, former warrior, former uh, trooper, and uh, she really grew on me, and I really, really came to like her a lot. Same, um, and I love having her like on the on the team, you know, on on Mando's team. Yep, I agree. It like formed a team. That was what this like. It, basically, that was the. He's like a loner, but he's got a team. He's Batman. Right. Uh, right, right, right. I think I she was a rebel, wasn't she? Yeah, rebel she was a trooper. rebel. Yeah, she was a shock trooper. Um, I really, I really dug her character. Okay, good. Uh, second question. Then, 
I don't you I don't you hate these questions, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Favorite side character, I guess, out of all the like favorite side hero character. I'll break it that into I'll do villains after uh that. side hero character. Probably Queel, the Nick Nolte uh Ugnaught character. I have spoken. I have spoken. Yeah. I mean I mean mm-hmm. Baby Yoda is actually I mean he's my favorite side character, but but like I assume that he's off the table. So so yeah. I wasn't ca- yeah, I wasn't counting yeah, Baby Yoda yeah, yeah. or or um Baby Yoda, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say Queel uh, was was a really, really good character. Um, th- there were a lo- there are a lot to choose from. Um, there were a lot of a lot of guest stars who were fantastic. There was Bill Burr. There was Clancy Brown, um, Ming Na Wen from mm-hmm. uh, Angels of Shield, um, Amy Sedaris. Like there were so many great, great folks uh, throughout the show. I love uh, that Taika Waititi was the voice of IG Eleven, as well as having directed what one or two episodes. He um, he directed. I know he definitely directed the finale. The finale, yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe one other, or, or maybe not. But but not he, he Directed at least the one, um, which is super cool. Yeah, I I love that he was involved. I love anything that he does. Pretty much, so many great people. I love Matt Lanter got a, a small role. Yes. Yes, that, that was, was super great. fun. Anakin Voice from of the Anakin. Clone Wars, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, I loved the the in the. I guess it was in the finale, right? The two stormtroopers who were Jason um, Sudeikis and um, uh, the, the guy from the, the Scout Mini Troopers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, Adam Pally from that's right. The Mini Project. Yeah, I love that. I was actually thinking about that scene today, just randomly, like the scene of them trying to shoot the can. That's like oh 10 yeah, feet from and not them. being able to shoot, yeah, because there's no troopers and they suck. So, <laughs> so funny, so good, so funny, so funny. Um, did you know in the in the pilot? Do you remember that there was that like blue guy that that Mando had on board his ship as a bounty? Yes, voiced by Horatio Sands. No, really, yeah, Horatio Sands. I did not know that. Yeah. Horatio Sands brought Life Day into canon. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. I That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so uh, next question. Um, favorite bad guy, I guess. Because that was like, I asked for favorite good guy. So who's uh, your favorite bad guy? Uh, uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, you think oh. you made, left an impression, huh? Left such an impression. Because I already, I love Breaking Bad. Um, and oh, he was sure. like one of the, the big bad guys in, in Breaking Bad. So I was I was already excited that Giancarlo Esposito was on the show. Um, and I knew he was going to be, and I'd heard about it. And then I was I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, right. He was supposed to be in this. And I was like, I, I forgot that I was waiting for him, if that makes sense. Yes, makes um, perfect sense. And uh, and so I was like still delighted to see him. And w- what a menacing villain. And what a great way to, to end things on season one. And like, I hope he's the big bad of season two. It seems like he will be. I, I certainly think he will be. I mean, it was great even just to see uh, death troopers again those oh, black man. troopers from rogue one i yeah. missed them say what you will about the disney era of star wars but they have given us amazing stormtrooper designs that is very true that is very very true yeah and, and and like when they listen people criticize the disney era a lot and and like i think that the sequel trilogy maybe was a little you know we've talked we talked about this in our, our rise of skywalker episode but i feel like it it lacked like a clear sense of direction this show has a clear sense of identity and direction mm-hmm. like that I, I hope they bring to whatever next series of films they create. I personally feel like this is partially 
a breeding ground for or a training ground for Dave Filoni to to kind of get his uh, live action chops under him so that hopefully one day he takes over and and starts running things in the cinematic uh, live action space for Star Wars. I think I really I think hope a, that's the plan. I really, really do. I, I think that I would, would love be very wise. Be, I think that would be very smart. I think I, I hope he's like the Feige um, uh, of, of the Star Wars um, side of the house because I think that would just be such a, a wise decision and oh, I would be so excited for it. I agree. I agree. All right, last question. Favorite baby Yoda moment. I mean the sipping, the sipping the tea is the is the is the winner, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mine either comes down to the sipping of the tea or playing with the switches, oh, like just yeah, like turning it and, and then looking and then turning it again and then I <laughs> I, I love that. It's great. It's great physical comedy. It's it is. So it is. fun. One of my favorite moments uh, is when Mando actually like unscrews the knob and hands it back to him, like willingly hands it back to him. Like, all right, here, mm-hmm. play with your toy. There you go. Yeah. Don't swallow it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Good that's stuff. solid. I love it. Uh, last uh, thing about Mandalorian before we really wrap up the dark saber. Yes. you know the Moff Gideon, the Moff Gideon reveal. He's got the dark saber. I have only watched some of Rebels and some of Clone Wars. That dark saber showing up, and I've gone, hey now gonna watch me all the clone wars and all of rebels just so i feel like i'm involved at a different level now nice that's the power of the mandalorian i think amen like, to that. and and clone wars uh comes back season seven next next month february yep i'm gonna do my best to catch up before doing my best to catch up before then um yeah, so i, I feel like I'm, in, well. I'm involved in the star wars like guys because i love being in the star wars like you know like the the in the the midst of star wars I, right. I i love that and i'm close i'm season four right now so i'm, I'm pretty close so we'll, right we'll see what happens um so jazzed the mandalorian is the thing jazzed didn't think i would be so good but i'm jazzed didn't i didn't expect it to be as good as it was but i'm so glad it was and i am very very excited for season two exactly Bring on live action Ahsoka Tano. Okay. Yeah, great. man, do it. I'd be there for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Frank, you can find us on Beer with Geeks at Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter. You can rate and review us on iTunes and find us all other places podcasts can be found. Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio to donate to uh, all the Thought Bubble Audio shows. And you can find all of the shows at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Frank, what do you think about all of that? I think they should do all of that. I agree. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. Great. Well then, Frank, until next time. Cheers. This is the cheers. I freaking forgot to say the final thing. (laughs) (laughs) Up, up, and a cheers. Up, up, and a cheers. Cheers up and away. Bless you. (laughs) Gesundheit.